Hello everyone, welcome to the Hormone Helper Podcast. I'm Coach Andrew, your Hormone Helper from Fit For All Fitness. I personally coach over 1,600 men and women to help better understand their hormones so they can lose weight and get their metabolism back on track. With this podcast, you're going to hear from me and my special guests about everything from metabolism to thyroid to weight loss, and we even talk a little bit of sexy time as we chat to spread more knowledge thick like butter on your hormones. If you're ready to learn, I'm ready to share, so let's do this. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you're feeling as refreshed and energized as I am today because I just came back from our May 2-4 long weekend that we have here in Canada. I don't know about you, but I love a long weekend, and not because I get to take time off of work, but because I get to do my own thing and spend some good quality time with my friends and family while tackling a, a couple of the unfinished items that I have from our new build that uh, that we just moved into. So the new build I just moved into, it doesn't have a finished basement, but I was able to partially finishing it by placing down our gym floor and anchoring in our squat rack. I have to say, now it looks prime, and this is a place that I'm looking forward to actually work in. Now, I just have to put in some lighting around the house uh, and get a team of guys to install a fence in our backyard, and then the very dreaded backsplash. Backsplash is literally the last thing on my list, and I'm leaving it there because... Just like my dad and my family, I am not quite good at the finish work required to do it. Uh, when coming to drywall, nailing wood together, I'm your guy. But measuring, that's always where I get rough around the edges. So I do not like backsplash. But as I was doing this weekend to do is I was listening to a nutritionist panel because I always like listening to podcasts and that sprung to life a freaking incredible podcast idea. Why not talk about food? Specifically, how what you eat relates to the hormones that you have. So I keep sharing this on my podcast that you can heal your hormones with food, but I haven't really said how. I will openly say that food is 85% of what makes up our hormone reboot protocol, and that's the protocol that we take our clients through. The other 10% being activity, because movement is important, and of course the final 5% being our habit mapping system, where we can root and rewire any habitual eating patterns or routines. So why is food so damn important to sustain a healthy and stable hormone panel? Well, simple. Micronutrients from food are the building blocks needed for hormones to be created within the body. You heard me right. I said you need micronutrients, and micronutrients are different than macronutrients. Nine times out of ten, when you ask someone if they know what a macronutrient is, they're going to tell you it's the amount of proteins, carbs, and fats that you need each day in your diet. Well, they are right. There's nothing wrong with that. And you absolutely need protein for muscle repair, carbs for daily energy, and of course, healthy fats for thyroid repair, as well as maintaining good skin. But those three things, they're not enough. Fun fact for you, there are people out there who are eating the right amount of these macronutrients, who weigh and track their food every day, but they still have hormonal issues. They eat healthy foods, they never have a cheat meal, they exercise regularly, and yet they're still completely stuck. This is normally where I get tagged into the problem. It's like, boom, high five, we're tagging you in now. And where I introduce them is to essentially focus a step deeper into what those micronutrients are. So they are called micro for a reason, and it is because these nutrients attach to certain proteins, carbs, and fats in order to make it into your digestive system. There's two types of micronutrients. 
We have vitamins and then there are minerals. Both of them are needed and the amount that's needed for each one varies. It depends on what hormone is short, what the body's doing at that moment, your current level of stress, even how older you are. So let's just say that there are more than a dozen other factors, and a lot of people don't know this, but the two actually come from two completely different sources. So let's chat vitamins first. Vitamins are organic substances, which means they're made by plants and animals. So those nutrients are inside of them are actually within their cellular structures. So for example, something like iron. The vitamin iron comes from meat, and by eating the meat, we get the iron inside of us for our body to use. For minerals, they are inorganic elements that come from soil and water and are absorbed by plants or eaten by animals. So let's take the example of calcium. If we were to drink calcified water, we would be drinking the calcium that is inside the water, and then that gets into our system. That's the difference. Naturally, even if you aren't trying to get micronutrients into your diet, you're still going to be getting a ton of them each and every day just by eating balanced meals with variety. This is why it's so important to mix up your meals and not eat the same thing each and every day. Let's go through what specific ones are needed for both vitamins and minerals, and then I can tell you which foods that they come from. And that'll be really helpful to you guys. So for vitamins, there are your basic 13 that I'm going to list that everyone can't do without. There's a bucket ton of vitamins, but we're going to go through the essentials. And your doctor's going to refer to these as the essential vitamins. I'm going to list them all and then a brief explanation of what they do in the body. So let's start with vitamin A. By the way, this isn't in alphabetical order. I'm just, as it goes, I've memorized this list off the top of my hand. So it's just going quick. Vitamin A, this is for your eyes, your vision, for growth and for cell division, and it helps with reproduction and your body's immunity. So intaking that allows for basically cellular repair and growth. You've got vitamin C, and that's what your body needs to form blood vessels, your cartilage, your muscle, and it helps with collagen and bones. Vitamin C is also vital to your body's healing process. So any scars or cuts, that's what vitamin C helps. You've got vitamin D, I'm sure you're all familiar with that one. It helps the body absorb and retain calcium and phosphorus. And both of them are critical for building bone. Also, vitamin D laboratory studies have shown that it can help reduce cancer cell growth and reduce inflammation. You have your B12, and that's needed to form red blood cells and DNA. It's also a key player in the function and development of brain and nerve cells. So the idea being vitamin B12 binds to the protein in the foods that we eat and helps it spread out easier. You have B6. B6 is needed for proper function of sugars for your fat storage and also for proteins in the body. It's also necessary for development of your brain and your nervous system. Next one down the list, we've got calcium. Calcium is to build and maintain strong bones. Magnesium, that's an important hormonal mineral and that plays a role in over 300 enzyme reactions, but its main functions are including helping with muscle nerve function, regulating blood pressure, and supporting your immune system. Then there's potassium. Potassium regulates the heartbeat, it ensures proper function of the muscles and nerves, and it's vital for synthesizing protein, that's a big word right there, synthesizing protein, and metabolizing your carbs. Sodium, which is salt, helps to balance levels of fluids of electrolytes in the body, and this balance can affect blood pressure and the health of the kidneys and the heart. 
It's also used as a precursor to help reduce some thyroid hormones. You've got vitamin E. Vitamin E acts as an antioxidant, and that helps protect cells from the damage caused by things that are floating around. So anything that is digested and broken down afterwards, vitamin E is basically help converting that and removing that energy. And then you've got some of your other B vitamins. Now, the B6 and the B12, they're a little bit separate. These other ones, the B vitamins, where your B1, your B2, there's a ton of them. I will break them down into what they're chemically called, but they're technically B vitamins. So your B1, and that's thiamine, it helps the body convert food, mainly carbs, into fuel, which is what the body produces as energy, okay? All of these smaller B vitamins are also referred to as complex vitamins, and they help metabolize your fats and your protein. So now B2, same thing. It helps with the metabolization of fats and helps with protein. And then you have your B3 as well, which is niacin, which does the exact same. So B1, B2, and B3 all work together to help do that. Vitamin K, this helps to make various proteins that are needed for blood clotting in the building of bones. And then you have B9, which is folate, and it's important in red blood cell formation for healthy cell growth and for function. This nutrient is especially cru crucial for people pre and post pregnancy as you use a lot of folate creating another being inside you. So those are the essential vitamins that one needs to function properly. There's 13 of them and they all have complex functions, but they're all the absolute basics. All of them need to be in your diet every day, but they vary in different amounts. Some only require small doses called micrograms and some you need a little more and it's going to be in milligrams. Now, if you've ever taken like a multivitamin before, you will actually see that a basic good multivitamin actually covers all of these 13 essentials. There are even some companies brands such as Clean Basics that have a multivitamin specifically designed for females and for males as they both require different nutrients. And now speaking of nutrients, I can't forget to talk about minerals because I almost forgot, right? There's a ton of different minerals too, but I'm going to go through the ones that are really important for the body and for the hormone health. Minerals are key for hormone health. Each one of them have a specific purpose, but its main purpose is to create hormones. So you have calcium, which is the responsible of helping manage your testosterone. You have zinc. Zinc is responsible for helping stop estrogen production and helping support testosterone production. It does this by essentially binding to weak estrogen and removing it from your system. So if someone is in a very big estrogenic high, then essentially by implementing zinc into their diet, we can be able to essentially attack and minimize that estrogen. So zinc helps testosterone flow and it helps estrogen go. I'm going to say that one more time. Zinc helps testosterone flow and it helps estrogen go. I like that. Your next one is iron. Really important for females because of their cycle. Iron is responsible for essentially establishing blood clotting, but also as well too to help with daily energy and with your thyroid management. So if you're low in iron, you're going to start to have thyroid issues, which is why people feel so crappy. You have iodine. Iodine is something they put in salt because iodine is the precursor to your thyroid hormone. So it takes iodine, it takes a couple of other chemicals to make your thyroid hormone. And then you have potassium. 
Potassium is especially important because this is for hormone release. So it regulates how much hormone you release through your body, and it's responsible for protein and sugar formation and the maintenance of that balance. So you need potassium in your system to essentially help you go through and help make sure that you're cycling the right amount of protein and that your hormones are releasing properly. And then you have sulfur, which is important for the metabolic process, especially your metabolism. So studies show that outside the body can indicate anti-inflammatory and sulfur can actually have an antioxidant effect. So as you can tell, minerals, they're especially the important ones for hormones. These are the nutrients that I focus on with my clients to make the change needed to balance hormones long-term. So I bet you're wondering at this point, okay, so I've got all these nutrients. Where am I going to get the foods or in what cases should I look at specific ones? Because there are different cases in which I will say you need more of one or you need more of the other. So here are some examples essentially of that hormone balance that can be able to be fixed with this. So let's talk if someone has high levels of estrogen, which 90% of the people do these days. People with high estrogen mean that they're naturally going to have a higher fat storage. It means that their fat is slowing down. It means their metabolism is not working right. So we need to get estrogen down and we need to prevent estrogen from sticking around. So zinc and magnesium are the best for that. The magnesium will help with the release of newer hormones and the creation of newer hormones. And the zinc is going to help with the estrogen management. So by implementing more zinc and magnesium-based foods, essentially what ends up happening is, is we tackle that estrogen and we whittle it down to a manageable amount. The next thing is if someone has high levels of stress, they might have cortisol issues. So if people are under chronic stress, whether it's physical stress, mental stress, emotional stress, their cortisol is going to be unbalanced and their cortisol puts a serious amount of damage on your thyroid. So the potassium... The, um, the, the thiamine and also the iodine are what we are going to use to help create more thyroid hormone to support that while we manage the stressors. So those are going to be the three nutrients that I put into someone's routine to be able to help bring that down. And then, of course, you have if someone's metabolism is really slow. So let's say someone's thyroid hormones aren't putting out as much as it is and they're running cold. They're cold all the time. They're chronically fatigued. They're struggling to manage their weight. Well, that means that their thyroid, the thermostat isn't upling. So zinc is going to be good. Magnesium is going to be good. Your thiodine is going to be good. Your iron is going to be good. All of these tools we implement and we're going to implement them with specific amounts. And by doing that, we trigger the creation and the production of newer and healthier hormones. The best part about doing it this way with the micronutrients is there's a million and one foods that you can get your micronutrients from, and we'll go over that in a second. And also as well too, it's very realistic to maintain. It's not realistic to weigh your food. It's not realistic to track every macro that hops on your plate. Our clients don't do that. You shouldn't do that. It's too much and you become too obsessed. With micronutrients, by implementing them in daily doses, you can have a rough amount of something. And the best part is, is whatever the nutrients don't get used in the body, they're going to be excreted. So if you go a little bit over on one of these, the body's just going to get rid of it through your waste. So it's a very realistic amount. 
Now, if you're like, okay, well, I want additional support. Sure, you can take things like supplementation or a really solid multivitamin to do that. And if you want to do that, I'll drop a link for to Clean Basics because it's a really, really solid multi that they have. And they've got one for men and women. But ideally, you can do this for the food. And that's what you want to do. You want to make sure that you're doing it through food and that it's consistent. So let's talk about the actual food items. When it comes to a lot of the macronutrients, the proteins, carbs, and fats, that's pretty simple and pretty straightforward, right? Your proteins, majority of them are going to come from a meat or a fish. Um, of course, some protein comes from carbs, but uh, the majority of your carbohydrates you're going to get from like uh, potatoes or any type of carb base. And then essentially your fats are going to come from like nuts, seeds, oils. That's fine. Micronutrients are completely different. You can have foods in protein base that have a micronutrient. You can have foods in carb base that have a micronutrient. And I'm going to give you an example. So broccoli. Broccoli technically is a very, very weak carb, right? I mean, you need like an entire bowl of broccoli to get like two grams of carbs. So from broccoli though, broccoli has high amounts of zinc. So does broccoli provide a protein source? No, you, a little bit, but you'd need like three bowls. Does it provide a carb source? Not really, because you need a full bowl for two grams and it definitely doesn't provide a fat source, but it provides a source of zinc, a significant source of zinc. As a matter of fact, half a bowl of broccoli, okay, or I should say a full cup of broccoli is going to be about 55 milligrams of zinc. And the daily dose is 40. So that is more than enough for just having one serving of broccoli for you to be able to get your daily intake for the day. Micronutrients come from tons of different sources. The majority of micronutrients from a mineral perspective are going to come from water-based or from things that go around water. So let's talk about the ones that you absolutely need, right? Iodine and thiamine. Himalayan sea salt is going to be the best for it. Cooking with salt with your food is not bad. Everything in moderation. It doesn't mean use the entire salt amount or use, uh, you know, half the bowl so all you taste is salt. You want to have about half a tablespoon and that's enough for you to eat. From your essential vitamins, the 13, the majority of them are going to come from cruciferous vegetables. So broccoli, cauliflower, kale, spinach, asparagus, all of those have your essential vitamins. Another place from essential vitamins is going to be lean red meat. So when you're looking at venison, bison, you're looking at a clean cut steak, you're going to have your iron, you're going to have your calcium, you're going to have protein amount, which is great as well too, as you can get the same things from fish. Now fish, nuts and seeds and oils, that's going to have a lot of your higher fats, but that's also going to have a lot of your minerals. So any type of cooking oil that you use has minerals that is mixed in. So you can use your um, sesame seed oil, your avocado oil, that'll be great for healthy fats. Plus that's going to give you the minerals needed for you to be able to intake them. So 
don't focus on the macronutrient. You want to focus on the micronutrients. Everyone going in through our hormone reboot process, that's all we focus on. And big surprise, a lot of the times they're eating more food than they've ever eaten, which for people who've been dieting forever, they're like, I don't, I'm not okay with this. And they eat more food and they lose more weight and they feel fuller for longer and they have no cravings or stress hormones. And that's how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be easy. I wake up every day. I'm not struggling with what to eat. I don't weigh my food. I don't portion stuff on a cup. I understand the micronutrients that I need and I make sure that I'm implementing them through the day. And that's the best part is I can have a cup of broccoli for lunch. Then I can move on to a different nutrient for dinner. And as you become accustomed, it becomes easy to know, okay, these are the nutrients that I need. And this is what I'm intaking every single day. So that is the secret. That is literally how you do it. I wish it was more complicated than that, but it's not. The foods you eat have positive and negative effects on your hormones. If you eat foods that are too high in estrogen, it will compromise you. If you eat foods that are devoid of micronutrients, like cake, cookies, processed stuff, that doesn't have micronutrients. That's all stripped away. So the foods you eat have huge effects on whether or not your hormone panel is steady and stable. And these are some of the things that you need to be looking out for to be able to do that. Well, it seems I'm all out of info juice for today. That's all for this episode. And thank you so much for listening. Please leave a raving review for me if you've learned something good and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now, if you're in the mood for some more great content and tools to get your hormones on track, why not check out our free Facebook group and the blog on our site. We do amazing weekly trainings in our group that me and my wife call Tea and Teachings that give good tips for anything hormones and metabolism related. It's also a great community where you get to share your goals and success with like-minded people just like you. I'll make sure to drop both the Facebook group link and the blog link in the show notes for you. Um, or if you're ambitious like me, the name of the group is Weight Loss and Balanced Hormones. Uh, it'll say fit for all beside it with a picture of me. So come and join us and have more fun.